Stephen Jill here. Hello. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining real estate investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun. <laughs> What's so funny? Just, uh, it's just, it's funny. <laughs> we should change it. Yeah. Let's do it. I'll do the. I'll do you on the next one. I want to practice right now. Like, I'm Jill DeWitt. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. Broadcasting. Yeah. Well, I so say you were able to let you say how you say. I don't know. I was going to let you it. imitate me. No, no, no. I don't want to imitate you oh, today. All right. Not I today. Can't do it on the fly. Oh, great. I can only do it when you're not expecting it in the form of making fun of you. <laughs> That's that, and this is fine too. That's I can take it. I just what I told, I told Corbin. I'm like, bring it. I could. Hey, I had an older brother and my dad picking on me my whole life. I can take it. I know you can. <laughs> <laughs> Today, Jill and I talk about the definition of equitable title in real estate. It seems that there's some confusion, and I completely understand why. Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. It's free. Last year, a ton of members came to Jill and I frustrated about getting their first offer campaign out or just frustrated in general with how long it takes to price and mailers and and do mailers in general so we came up with a new product called concierge data where we do the mailer for you we take uh we take the entire mailer out of your life and and uh, do it for you except for the pricing and we show you how to price and pick anyway. in the county you pick the county you yeah. pick the size you pick what you want to mm-hmm. do and just say i need that data i'll be over here, here. <laughs> we have pro- we have products and uh, tools in the land academy environment for just about every issue um that you come across in these in this buying and selling on uh, land yeah. land investment so we- environment short of actually doing the deal for you which people believe it or not have asked us to do exactly can i just give you some money yeah <laughs> call me when it's call me when it's doubled yeah here's ten thousand. let me know when it's 20. yeah someone said that to me it happens all the time with a straight face I'm like what can i just in give a you social some environment money? i'm like no i don't need your money and i'm not gonna do all that work i'm doing it with my money <laughs> I'm fine. Michael wrote, I have a property under contract. I got funding in place. I have a closing attorney to do all the due diligence required to close. Interesting. The attorney mailed the closing documents to the seller and then the seller refused to sign before the scheduled closing. Huh. He basically said he wants more money before signing any closing documents. Has anyone had in this group experienced a situation like this? What do you all do when a seller refuses to sign a closing at the last minute? Gosh, you know what? It's like, sorry you had to experience that guy. That's why on Monday we said we don't want you to be that guy. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Now you got the opposite of it. You got the seller saying, no, I know I'd sell for 10. I meant 20. Like, excuse me? I've done all this work. This other person's done all this work. We're all, I'm getting, I have a, I have this lined up, that lineup. I'm, I may have already paid for pictures and got videos done. And now you want more money. So I, I, you know what? It doesn't happen really often. This is a symptom of a personality disorder. Yeah. And you have to make a personal, if you've done this for any amount of time at all, this has happened to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, gosh, I can't, I can count. I don't know if I can count on that. two hands. Right. How many times this has happened to us? Correct. And you, you probably happens to you 
I just it never gets to no, me. No, 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 not not this far along. Because let me let me back up and say they've signed a purchase agreement at this point. Yeah, they so can. they do feel, you know, here's because here's the thing: when they do this, they sign purchase agreement. They're running the risk that you're going to go back on them and go, all right, now I'm going to. And by the way, we haven't. We all know I'm an attorney closing this deal, like in this situation. So do you want me to have this attorney right now uh, file something and maybe tie up your property, which I can do and keep you, you know, kind of thing. They could put a lien on it. They could, because you and I have this agreement right now, and you are now going back on what you have signed on the la- on the ninety yard line. Excuse me, five yard line. Wrong direction. Ninety yard line. <laughs> wrong, wrong direction. <laughs> Classic stuff, Jill. <laughs> Jill's a huge sports fan, by the way. Like seriously, With like a wrong, serious sports fan. Sorry, Ninety wrong direction, line. five yard line. What did you eat for breakfast? Today? I don't know. <laughs> you think I've been drinking? <laughs> it wasn't vodka. <laughs> anyway, um, but they. They're, they're now like going, I'm going to be that guy. Oh, because so here's the deal. I mean, could you do that? You could. But I do that? No. So it, 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 like like Jack just said, it doesn't happen very often. I would have another phone call with him and have a conversation like, yeah. we all know that this is not the right thing to do and that's not cool. I've, gone, we, I've done this, 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 and this. I'm not going to do it. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to hold up our end of the bargain and pay you as promised. You know, I'm, I'm just... I, and I may have even wired the money, because you know, because we're at the we're at the signing papers. I wired the money yesterday. It's sitting there waiting for you. So, are we going to do it or not? Kind of thing. Um, but I wouldn't, and I wouldn't go through. I'm not going to go through the hassle. They probably know that too. I'm not going to go through the hassle of trying to sue them for this contract. Well, I that disagree. We have. I, I just I, I like Joe's first try way. Right. That's my I'm first a conversation try. with them. And then if I have to, I walk and then, away. Well, well, I, I, this is my opinion. Uh, I believe that you have a, a legitimate lawsuit. True. And so, while I don't think you should file, have your, you have already have a lawyer doing the deal. Yep. I think that maybe send a demand letter and oh. say this is how this is going. to, You know, this is how this ends for you. Oh. We're, we're going to try scare them. File a lien because I think. Then this, I put this on today's topic because. I believe that you have an equitable interest in this piece of real estate because you have signed documents everywhere That's that true. say we're, we're going to transfer it for X amount of money Yeah, within, you know, hopefully within a certain amount of time. So and we've had three weeks of conversations yeah. that you, and hello. so it's too bad that you changed your mind, but you signed, you signed your name that, uh, to this price right. and, and it ends like this for you. Yeah. So we can do this now and you can get your money and we can all have Part a happy ways. life. Or we can spend six months with all kinds of uh, terrible legal stuff. Yeah, and I can tie it up so you can't go sell it again. And then you can't sell it ever. Mm-hmm. Which would you choose? <laughs> it's so that once in a while, not often, you really need to play hardball. Uh, I, I hate that. You know, mm-hmm. we are not lawyers not here. Me. Yeah, I don't like that's it. That's right. I'm We're happy of- real estate investors trying to do mutually beneficial transactions. Correct. And... Not you know, make everybody's life hard. I did a huge deal one time. This happened right at the end. Oh, a huge deal. I hate that guy. Yep. Oh, don't. That name is in my head. Yeah. If I ever run into that guy, look out. <laughs> Today's topic, the definition of equitable title in real estate. Like I said, uh, this is the meat of the show. There's some confusion and we're going to solve it right now. Can we start you? with some definitions? Sure. I will. So I think... I, so... 
So the definition of equitable title is a beneficial interest in real property that gives the title holder the right to acquire legal title to the property. Equitable title holders cannot transfer legal title to real property, but they derive benefits from the property's appreciation and value. So this person, by that definition, has a equitable, equitable title. title. They don't own it yet. Uh, the, when you own it, you have legal title. Mm-hmm. You, you want to read the definition of that, and then I'll, I'll give some on. real good examples. Okay. So what is legal title of a property? Absolute ownership of real property that is enforceable in a court of law. Legal title to real property is evidenced by a deed that is recorded in public record in the county where the property is located. What's causing the confusion is this, and I understand why. There's a ways to take title in real estate. So if you buy a piece of property uh, and the escrow agent or you pre- uh, prepare the documents to transfer a title from one person's name to, to the next, and you're an individual, that's how you take title. Uh, Stephen, the, uh, the grant or XYZ company or XYZ person grants to Jill K. DeWitt, an individual, uh, and I usually say resident, an individual resident of Arizona. Mm-hmm. And that's, so she took title as an individual. You could take title as an LLC, mm-hmm. which is a limited liability corporation in fill in the blank state. That's companies and that's individuals. The questions uh, arise when it's two people or two companies and how do they take title? And if you're a note taker, uh, please memorize this. I am. Take title (laughs) as joint tenants with rights of survivorship, JTROS it's called. And don't take title in any other way. Just trust me on this. There's all kinds of stuff that happened uh, that derived out of the 20th century about a married man and woman. Tenants in um, common. Ten, yeah. Joint tenants allows, if I, if Jill and I take a title to a property as joint tenants and I pass away, the moment I pass away, Jill owns 100% of the property. It's not a taxable event. Uh, it's not, you don't have to go through probate. No questions it's, asked. It's over. Uh, this is very pop, uh, very popular. Well, just take title, just take title that way. For, uh, certainly for your primary residence, uh, you know, if you're estate planning, it's you take it in joint tenants. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of other ways. So that that gets confused with equitable title and equitable title. Mm-hmm. A great example of equitable title is if you're familiar with tax liens. Uh, when somebody stops paying property taxes, you can buy those property taxes, and then at some point foreclose on that property. So the minute you buy a tax lien or you pay the property taxes for somebody else because they stop paying, now you have equitable title. You have you can't transfer the property, mm-hmm. but you have an interest and you're starting down the path to to uh, process for ownership mm-hmm. in that property. And another fantastic example was uh, the question today. We have a signed purchase agreement. Uh, we've got title documents done. The whole closing package is done. All I need to do is sign the closing documents mm-hmm. and the deed to transfer the stuff, and, and then I'm going to give you consideration or, or money. Mm-hmm. That's what equitable title is. That was great. Here's another great example, and, and uh, there's a lot of people that, that take advantage of this. What's the definition of wholesaling out there? Oh. If you have signed a document that says, 
Jill hates this. And I, I do. Actually, I do too. She's, she's not wrong. <laughs> given wholesaling a, a bad, uh, given that a bad rap. That, we buy property, we invest in property, and we resell it. We check, take title to it and resell it. Let me let me, let me me pause for a moment. I want to emphasize that because that's what confuses the planet right now, especially like today. Like we're going to do a clubhouse later today. And, and if, if you ever heard us on clubhouse, we get a lot of people that they just, they just like, what's this land investing thing you guys are doing? They show up and they're, they're, they're confused by the fact that we actually buy the property. So we buy it. I put the money down, then my name's on the deed. Then I resell it. I'm not a middle guy running around with a signed contract trying to double close it. Thank you. If you have a, a sign, that's a perfect segue. So you can, you can and mm-hmm. some people do, and, and uh, many states are passing legislation now that to make this not legal. Right. You find a seller, they're willing to sell it for $30,000. You don't have the 30,000 or don't want to spend it on it. You ask them to sign a purchase agreement, an assignable purchase agreement that um, allows you to go find a buyer for 50,000. You get the 50,000, you put it under contract, and then you get this, buy it, you know, you take that $20,000 triage, which is some people call wholesaling. It's an incorrect use of that word. I don't know what it's called, but that you have equitable title. Mm-hmm. You know, now the more, more I think about it, the, the question today, the guy's full-blown equitable title and it's act, that's I actionable, I legally agree. actionable. It really is. And that's the thing, it's like, I can end it on this, like back to the question, how much time do you want to spend? How much money you want to spend chasing down this person because of this deal? How, you know, how much stress is it going to cause on your life? You know, so I would try to, I would try to solve it, work it out together with the seller. But if it were me personally, and that's how we've done in the past, then I walk away and just say, well, we'll never work with you <laughs> and trust that karma. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to join us today. Five days a week, you can find us here on the Land Academy Show. Tomorrow's Jack Thursday, and I'm going to talk about where to start in real estate. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. I like this. What do I do? What do you mean, what do I do? I want to be rich. Oh. I love the idea of real estate. Yeah. Maybe I should go buy a house and rent it out. And get a bunch of roommates. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's it. Oh, wait, Everybody wait. I thinks... got to fi- want to fix it up first. <laughs> yeah. Spend a lot of money on the house. Yeah. Spend a lot of money on the tenant improvements. Yeah. And then rent it out. Yeah. And Isn't then that you it? can get you can get all that money you spent back fifteen hundred dollars a month at a time. Great. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Thank you for tuning in. As I mentioned earlier, we're on Clubhouse. So uh, as this airs, we are not on an on week, I will tell you. So here's when you can find us. On the first and third Thursday of every month, Jack and I are live at one o'clock Pacific time on Clubhouse in the Land Investing Club. You can go find us, follow us, or go to the Land Investing Club. Follow that, follow both and join us. We just did a Land Academy calendar, by the way. Oh, so yeah. if you go to our website, landacademy.com, you can see which Thursdays it falls and I you can see uh, the calendar when nice. all of our stuff. Yeah, you know, member call. Yeah, everything. Super cool. We, we are, are Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.